Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Rosalenko, director of the Joseph T. Quinlan Bereavement Center in Karen and Quinlan Hospice. And I want to welcome you to Grief Matters, conversations about life and death. No subject is off limits and no topic is taboo. I want to invite you to send in your questions about anything end of life, dying, death, and grief. This week, we will be talking about dealing with grief and loss as we grow older. So let's first start with the definitions of grief and loss. Grief is the normal process of reacting to a loss. The loss may be physical, such as a death, social, such as a divorce, or occupational, like a job. Loss is defined as the disappearance of something cherished, such as a person, possession, or property. So now let's look at the typical symptoms of grief for pretty much everyone, regardless of age. Grief can affect our behavior, our thoughts, our emotions, and our bodies. More often than not, there's more than one symptom experienced in each category, and often there are symptoms experienced in all categories at the same time. Behavioral sleeplessness, uh, loss of appetite, crying, nightmares, listlessness, absent-mindedness, uh, social withdrawal, extreme quietness. There's a lot of them. <clears throat> Cognitive, the inability to concentrate, difficulty making decisions, uh, self-destructive thoughts, low self-image, preoccupation, confusion, disbelief, uh, emotional symptoms, anger, guilt, sadness, depression, helplessness, fear, loneliness, anxiety, and usually many of them at the same time. Uh, and the physical symptoms, things like headaches, fatigue, shortness of breath, increased illness, uh, a tightness in your chest, muscle weaknesses, stomach aches, things like that. So next we'll talk about the types of losses that we can experience in our lives, specifically as we grow older. So the first one is death. As we grow older, the deaths of loved ones uh, become inevitable. Often death can occur in the natural order of things, such as a pet may die or a parent may die. But a lot of times death does not follow the natural order of things, and we may experience the death of a spouse, a sibling, or a friend. Independence. As our life changes around us, we may find that we have to make decisions that alter our ability to stay living in an independent nature. So we have the loss of independence. Our families may take on the role of decision maker in regard to our finances, healthcare, environmental living conditions. The loss of health. It's a fact that as we grow older, our health may deteriorate as well. We may begin to have achy joints, arthritis, diabetes, high blood pressure. And we may find that as a result of these health changes, we're no longer able to perform at the level that we used to. The loss of energy. Uh, too many times our energy levels are not as high as they used to be in our younger days. And we find that we often have to take breaks to catch our breath or rest due to fatigue. We might also find that we can't stay active for as long as we were able to before. Loss of appearance. So I know this is vain, but it is a human fact of life that most of us are in a constant battle against wrinkles and graying, thinning hair. Uh, I know that personally. As the signs of aging become physically evident, we find ourselves struggling to accept the fact that we no longer have control over this aging stuff. Uh, home, loss of a home. We can no longer stay in our home due to failing health or perhaps due to the death of a spouse and maybe finances no longer allow us to be able to stay in the home um, and we have to sell it. 
The move may be to a smaller condo or an apartment where we have to downsize considerably and leave a place that holds a lot of memories. The uh, loss of uh, a spiritual loss. When we experience losses of any kind, we may find ourselves experiencing a spiritual crisis. And that loss of faith that we used to rely on, uh, believe in, that can leave us in a really lonely place. Retirement. A lot of individuals uh, have a very hard time in retirement. So traditionally, it's looked upon with anticipation and enjoyment. You know, you're waiting for the day to finally come when we can realize all of our dreams and plans. However, the reality is that we may find a lot of time on our hands and we may not know how to fill it. And we find ourselves questioning our self-worth and productivity. This is a time where statistics show that depression can be high and relationships can be quite stressed. So what happened to those symptoms of grief that we were talking about earlier? Uh, the behavioral, the emotional, the cognitive, the physical. Reflect on those types of losses that I just described and imagine how you would feel or think about how you felt when experiencing those losses. If you want, you can write down the words that come to mind when you think about the deaths in your life, your independence, your health, your energy levels, your appearance, your home, finance, spirituality, um, and resentment, if that fits. For me, what I think of, uh, I think of fear, anxiety, sadness, frustration, anger, depression, and doubt. So take this list of words and go back to the symptom of grief. Do you notice anything? You don't have to experience a loss just through death to experience some of the signs of grief. It's said that as, uh, as we grow older, we experience, we experience these little loss, uh, or as they call them, little deaths. The complication we find ourselves in when we experience these little deaths, and then we also may experience a more known type of death, such as a family member or friend or a pet. When someone experiences back-to-back -back losses or has not resolved a loss issue before another one comes along, we can experience what's called complicated grief. Symptoms of complicated grief are chronic symptoms of grief, exaggerated symptoms of grief, delayed symptoms of grief, and masked symptoms of grief. <clears throat> if you're not sure if you have complicated grief, you can ask yourself a few questions. So one, how long have you been feeling the effects of the grief? Two, are your grief reactions interfering with your activities of daily living? Three, did your grief reaction surface after some time has passed since your loss? Four, are you experiencing symptoms that you think are not related directly to your loss? There are some other bereavement issues we can face besides complicated grief um, when we're forced to face our own mortality. And this can be particularly bothersome as we grow older and more friends begin to die. Often people find themselves with no friends and no social supports and then begin to wonder why, why they are still here and what they're supposed to do now. Facing our own mortality can lead to fear, anxiety, and depression. So as we grow older, we also start to question our productivity uh, and basically what our purpose is. This simply means we're not sure how productive we can be anymore, and we wonder what can we possibly contribute to society at this point. This line of thinking can lead us to devalue ourselves or fear that society devalues us as well. We can have low self-esteem, low self-image, and this too can lead to anxiety, depression, and we may find ourselves withdrawing from the world around us. Part of devaluation is the thought that we are not valued by people in our lives. 
we feel like we're a burden to our family. We begin to lose our independence and family takes over more of the decision-making for us. And we feel um, this feeling of learned helplessness. It's almost as if the fight has left us and we don't wanna cause any more hassles uh, or be any more of a burden than we already are. So we just clam up, we go with the flow, whether it's what we want or not. And finally, when we start to experience these little deaths, actual death, complicated grief, and other bereavement issues, they can lead to what's called bereavement overload. Unless we can find some good coping strategies, we may go down a dangerous path of depression, decreased health, and social isolation. So a good perspective on coping strategies is think of them as uh, prevention for avoiding bereavement overload. So first, focus on your health. Are you taking good care of yourself? Pay attention to your nutrition and exercise, um, obviously within your capabilities, but keep regular visits with your doctor, take your prescribed medications, keep track of your blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood glucose levels. Second, maintain a sense of self. You have value. You have value and you have a lot to contribute to your family, to society and the world. You have an important role as an as a older person. We have a lot of younger generations looking up to you as a role model, as a storyteller, and as a person to hand down family and cultural information to continue the family legacy. As the person, um, or what kind of person do you wanna be? What kind of characteristics or ideals would you like to promote? How do you wanna be remembered? What kind of meaning do you want from your life? What kind of footprints do you wanna leave behind? The more active you become physically and mentally, the more you'll be able to maintain your independence. And lastly, and I think this is one of the most important things, if you have any regrets, now is the time to change things, to make amends. Thanks and take care of yourself. If you'd like more information on disenfranchised grief in particular, or any grief issues, including options for counseling, please feel free to call us at the Joseph T. Quinlan Bereavement Center at 973-948-948. 2283, or you can contact us through the karenannquinlanhospice.org slash grief-matters-podcast website and reach us through that website. So I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Take care of yourself.